Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Who knew? Drive time in Tokyo. We do have international listeners. A lot of expats, people who follow the show when they're stationed overseas, whether it's for work or whether because they're serving in our military. It always is... An extreme compliment to me, one of my most favorite compliments to hear from our men and women who have served overseas, served abroad, and have come home and tell me that our show gave them a slice of home, a slice of familiarity, something to look forward to in the midst of what they're facing on a day-to-day basis, real life or death situations in many cases. Uh, So I've met a lot of people over social media who've reached out to me to say, hey, I'm listening to you in Iraq or Afghanistan, or I did listen to you when I was stationed in Kuwait. We have people who listen in Australia as well as Japan, also across the pond uh, in Great Britain, British Isles, and other places too that we've heard from. I know a lot of people go on vacation and they take our show with them, which is very impressive because when I went on vacation, I did not take the show with me. (laughs) In fact, uh, I'm pretty sure that I was in bed by 11 o'clock almost every night that I was on vacation. Uh, The first night that I got to my mom's in Houston, so this is fairly extreme, but it's, it's what happens to me when I travel. I don't want to waste the day sleeping. And so generally on... Days when I'm traveling, I don't sleep. I do what I need to do to get the dog ready, to get the cat ready, to get the house ready, and I get in the car and I go to the airport. So this was the case on Thursday last week. I get off the air here. I get home. I have to finish packing. I actually was pretty ahead of schedule and was fairly organized. Generally, I'm running around like a chicken with no head uh, at the last second, kind of putting everything together. But for the most part, I was organized. I managed to get an hour and 15 minutes of sleep. Boom. (laughs) Maybe 90 minutes, but I don't think so because I was a little bit stressed when I laid down. Just my brain was working overtime. So I get an hour and we'll call it 20 minutes of sleep. I get up. I get to the airport and my flight takes off on time for the most part. We were a couple minutes late. Major turbulence to the point where a couple times in the middle of uh, the the beverage service, the pilots came on the loudspeaker and said, hey, we need our our flight attendants to sit down in their jump seats right now. Uh, So this will end our service for now. Anyway, so it's a fairly bumpy ride both out of Newark, New Jersey and into Houston. So no sleeping there. And I actually didn't feel terrible. I read for a good portion of the flight and then just kind of hanging out, maxing, relaxing, listening to some music. Anyway, so I get to my mom's or I get into Houston. The airport's a madhouse. For those of you who know George Bush, uh, it's in the northeast quadrant of Houston. And it's it was crazy on Thursday night. 
at my baggage claim alone, there were five flights that were on that one baggage claim. And I wasn't even supposed to have a checked bag. They just wouldn't let me put my carry-on uh, into one of the overhead compartments. They said that it, they were full. And, of course, you get the you get that line. And then you get on the plane, and there's so much baggage space overhead. It's really annoying. Anyway, in Houston, they don't give it to you on the jetway. Instead, they make you check it, and it goes to baggage claim which just took forever. So by the time my mom's husband and I, I find him, it's like I said, it's a madhouse. I go in one door, wrong door, out another door, wrong. I mean, just, it was crazy. I couldn't find him for probably a good 15 minutes either because there's so many people in so many cars. By the time I get home, mom has dinner ready, which was awesome. It's now eight o'clock Houston time. So nine o'clock, my body clock. And I mom starts watching the news. I'm unpacking a little bit, but I stretch out on the bed to read because I'm still not exhausted. I just think, okay, I'll read a little bit, calm my brain down. And wouldn't, you know, fell asleep in my clothes. I vaguely remember mom coming in and offering me a couple of grapes because that's what moms do. And the light was on and she offered me a couple of grapes and I ate the grapes, but I don't remember anything after that until I wake up. It's 11 o'clock. So we're talking three hours later, still in my clothes, lights off, house is quiet, dogs are asleep, mom and Mike are in their bedroom, and I (laughs) was like, what happened? I don't know how those three hours passed. So yeah, that was the only night that was kind of crazy, but the other nights I was in bed long before the show prep even started here at CBS Sports Radio. So I hope you enjoyed the shows. I did hear... Uh, from some of you that you like what Rich did on the show. I know there was a particular Rocky theme that some of you were really into. So it's always good to get away. And when I get away, I get away. I do not follow sports as much. I know that makes more work for me when I return. Uh, but I don't watch sports with my mom. We binged season two of Sanditon. For those of you who are into some of the Jane Austen shows and literature, we binged season two on Sunday night. This is my mom is so funny for the most part. She doesn't really watch TV except for there's a show that she wants to watch that they've got a fire stick now. So she'll she'll ask Mike to to call up shows on Amazon Prime or whatever other I don't know what other services they have. And so we had been planning on watching Sanditon season two. We watched season one together with uh, just the awful ending, just punched punched to the gut, stake to the heart ending. So we're hoping that season two is happier. It's only six episodes. So we start watching on Sunday evening. Again, we've been talking about it for months. We're really looking forward to it. We start watching it on Sunday evening, and we get through four episodes. Now it's 1130 at night. My mom took off Monday from school, but keep in mind, I completely flipped my schedule and I'd been up since before six that morning and I'm tired. So I tell mom, I think I'm going to go to bed. Wait, what do you mean? I want to watch the rest of the show. We're supposed to be binge watching. My 70 something year old mom talking about binge watching, but she did. She dropped a binge watch on me. I said, mom, we did just binge four episodes in a row. (laughs) So anyway, the next morning she took off uh, from school, like I said. So on Monday around lunchtime, we ended up watching the other two episodes. And I know season three is about to come out. So I feel safe in saying that the end of season two was no no less gut-wrenching than the end of season one. But I highly recommend Sanditon. Good stuff. Good acting. Funny. We laughed a lot. But also 
left hanging yet again with season three starting this month. I know there are people out there who know exactly what I'm talking We're about. We're excited. We are excited. Was that Mike McCarthy? Who was that? Oh, <laughs> wouldn't it be fun to do a show? Well, then I could get it horribly wrong and look like an idiot, but it'd be kind of fun to do a show where we only, it's like name that tune, but name that coach or name that athlete. You only get a couple of words or maybe uh, a couple of syllables, diminutive. Maybe they all have to say diminutive. And then we have to guess who it is that's speaking. I pride myself on being pretty good at knowing voices after 20 something years of doing this, but that was a quick cut, and I was talking. So just go ahead and tell me you're impressed with me, Jay. That was good. That was very good. Thank you. Uh, we've got a new poll up to gauge your interest in the World Baseball Classic, and we're going to make this simple. World Baseball Classic, yes, no. Where's the question mark, Jay? Why no question mark? World Baseball Classic, uh, World Baseball Classic right question to the point. mark. Well, I know, but it's not a sentence. It's a question. Statement. Is it? I, I, that's how I thought it's of it. It's a statement, but we're asking them a question. Uh, I mean, it's yes or no, I guess. Like, yeah, you're right. It's a question. But I thought of it more of like a statement, just like World Baseball Classic. Yes or no. Like, that's it. No questions. We're just right to the point here. But it is a question. It's yes or no. Yeah. <laughs> Technically. Punctuation and grammar. At least he is in good company because it's not really a thing on social media unless it's me. So World Baseball Classic, yes, no. That's the poll. Ooh. Early on, I mean dead heat, as in split directly down the middle. So check that out. It's on our show Twitter, After Hours CBS. I've retweeted. Uh, we're also putting it up on our Facebook page. It's there. Jay just gave me the thumbs up from behind the double pane glass. So it is there as well. World Baseball Classic, yes, no, A, B, whatever it is. Uh, you can you can pick whichever one uh, you like. Well, in on Twitter, it's a poll. So, yeah, you got to vote for one or the other it's after hours with amy lawrence cbs sports radio our phone number 855-212-4227 that is a toll-free line always 855-212-4cbs so happy friday to you if you're just hanging out with us now we've covered a lot of ground already we've actually talked uh, a bunch about the nba about football also and we'll get back to football because we've got qb news coming up We've also worked in some baseball, and we've got more with Albert Pujols because he made a surprise appearance, at least a surprise to the media and the fans at Cardinals camp. Um, so that's exciting. And in addition, uh, if you haven't heard Kyrie Irving, it's a a lot of material from Twitch. I know he's speaking English. I, I understand the words. I don't necessarily understand the context. You can't go back and listen to the whole thing if you don't watch the stream live. So we've got a bunch of cuts. I Here's my thing about Kyrie. He doesn't want us to talk about him, and yet he puts himself in a space where people talk about him. And for those of you who think it's just the media, because I know it's very popular to blame the media for perpetuating a story, do you honestly think that Kyrie Irving with an hour's rambling on Twitch gets no headlines? No one pays attention? Why do you think he does it? He does it so that people listen to him. It's his platform. He does it because he has things to say. If no one was listening and no one was talking about it, then the media wouldn't be talking about it. My goodness, we don't make up the stories. We talk about the things that you talk about, at least we do here on my show. 
Uh, and so a little more with Kyrie Irving coming up. He weighs in on John Morant's situation. Uh, he also kind of goes in on sports gamblers. Kind of, I guess I'm not really sure what his message is there either. Uh, and he's, he's always pushing back at the idea that we don't know him. I, I would not claim to know Kyrie. I feel like any media member who claims to know someone that they either watch on the field, the court, the ice, or cover press conferences with. But there are many times where Kyrie has given us a peek behind the curtain, if you will, and has showed us his personality. Tigers don't change their stripes. And we've got a fair, a fairly large sample size of Kyrie Irving in his behavior, in his patterns, in the way he talks, in the way he conducts himself, in what matters to him. He's told us what matters to him. Um, and he's also, again, put himself in the spotlight over and over, that same spotlight that he seems to rail against. So make up your mind. You could live a quiet life. You could be Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck played football, and that was it. Nobody knew anything about Andrew Luck away from football, really. And since he retired, do you know what? No one's heard a peep. If you want to be out of the spotlight, even as a professional athlete, you can. There are a lot of pro athletes out there that don't even have social media. But Kyrie embraces it. He wants to get his message out there. He believes he has a responsibility to his people. That's what he calls the various groups that he belongs to in terms of ethnicity. His people. But there's no way that people aren't going to react your people or other people aren't going to react to what you're saying. And again, to act like this is only the media and nobody would have any idea that Kyrie has just done an hour-long rant on Twitch if the media didn't report it is dumb. First of all, he's using social media. Second of all, that's why he does it, because he's got a lot of people who are paying attention. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. I Iron Iron is listening in Texas and wants to weigh in. Hello, Amy. How you doing? Missed you, but I love the guy that you had coming in. Uh, it was it was it was fun talking to him. Well, just to be fair, uh, that has nothing to do with me. I don't schedule the fill-ins. <laughs> I don't even know who they are until I get back, and I like it that way. But I'm glad you enjoyed the shows. Right. Um, so yeah, you know I I live in Dallas, and um, unlike a lot of people in Dallas, I was actually happy when Kyrie came to Dallas. Mm-hmm. Uh, because talent-wise, I look at Kyrie Irving kind of like I looked at Allen Iverson back in the ninety. I mean, back in the you know late nineties and going into the two thousands. That talent, you know, I I, I love it, you know, because I don't remember the Mavericks having a player like that, like a Kyrie Irving. I I just can't remember us having a player like that. Not Jason Kidd. Well, well, Jason Kidd was talented, but it, it's a different kind of. It's, it's, it's just a different kind of talent. Um, but um, as far as with the, the social media and stuff and, and, and the opinions, one, of, one thing I said about a lot of stuff when it comes to Kyrie Irving is a, a lot of people didn't like him or still don't like him because of his personal views. Um, to me, I'm a, I've always been the type of person, I really don't care what you do off the field. I, I don't. Uh, I just want to know what you do on on, on on the field. As long as you're not committing crimes or anything like that, I don't care about your personal feelings. I, I really don't. I just want to know that you, you you're doing good for my team. And so far, he you know so far he is doing good for the Mavericks. He could use a little bit more help from Luca, but you know he's doing his job. But you know 
as far as with the social media stuff, one, I mean, and just being talked about, one of my favorite actors is Denzel Washington. Beyond acting, you don't know anything about Denzel Washington. You don't even know his wife's name because he doesn't put himself out there. Right. He's just, you know, it's like, you see me doing my job. And after that, you don't see me. You might see me at a college doing a speech, but after that, you don't see me. And it's like, you know, it's almost like, you know, you, you don't want people to talk about you, but you keep talking. <laughs> and it's like, come on, dude, don't give people something to, to talk about. Just, mm. I'm not going to say shut up and dribble. No, no, I no. Believe I believe everybody should. You know, you got a platform and you want to speak, especially on social issues. Yo, do it. Do it. But, you know, with with putting yourself out there, you also put yourself out there for the criticism for people that don't like you for people that do like you you put yourself out there and you know you got to be able to handle it and if you can't handle it don't say nothing right I mean, that's kind of the deal is that he gets upset about what people say uh but the fact is he continually draws attention to himself with some of his social media rants with some of the uses of his social media, but also with his behavior. I mean, let's be honest. The way that he has handled his business has rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. And I don't mean media or fans. Well, fans, definitely. But I'm referring to teams, too. I mean, he's he's made himself... Uh, persona non grata in multiple places, including Boston and now Brooklyn. And in Cleveland, he also wanted out of there, too. Yeah, you know, it's like you, you got, you, you're getting paid the money. You know, you, you, didn't, you didn't complain about getting the money. So go to work. <laughs> you know, get, get, get up and go to, you know, feel the way you want to feel. The one thing I'll say about Kaepernick, even though he was doing the, 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 kneeling at, you know, kneeling the, the national anthem and everything, even though he was getting the criticism, he still showed up. He showed up to play until he didn't have a contract anymore. You know, show up, do your job. So, so your team, because regardless of what you're dealing with, your teammates are there and they need you. You know, especially when you think about Kyrie Irving, he's probably one of the top 10, 15 players in the league when he's healthy and when he's on his game. So it's like, dude, we when need you. When he wants you. to be, yes. Yeah, it's like, get on the court. We need you right now. Yeah. We got your back, but we need you right now, dude. Mm. <laughs> I agree with that. Now, it'll be interesting in the case of Dallas because he's a free agent at the end of the season. So if he doesn't stay and Dallas gave up what they did to get him, uh, it may be looked at as a failed experiment, though making a run in the playoffs, getting back to the Western Conference Finals, something like that uh, might help. So I appreciate the comments in Dallas. Iron, thank you so much for listening. Thank you. 855-212-4227. All right, bottom of the hour, we'll do QB News. Geno Smith Part of a love fest with John Schneider and Pete Carroll on Thursday. I loved it. We don't get a lot of this where it feels so genuine and it it feels as though everyone is happy with the deal. Everyone is happy with the outcome, satisfied with the outcome. Uh, I really enjoyed not just hearing Gino and Pete and John speak, but also they were looking at each other and and genuine appreciation and even some affection being exchanged at their press conference. Uh, Les Snead, he's disputing the reports that are out there that say Matthew Stafford is available in trades. We'll see whether or not that actually is the case. One of the Cardinals offensive linemen has a stern message for Kyler Murray and Drew Brees weighs in on the Derek Carr signing with the Saints. So all of that is coming up. Uh, Straight ahead, though, the Bruins hot to trot with a 10-game win streak on the line. 
Thursday against the Oilers and Connor McDavid limping off the ice. So a little bit of a scare for the Oilers. We'll give you the latest straight ahead. Thanks for hanging out with us as we morph into a Friday. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. Wayman to the corner, but there is dry sidle for the Oilers. Back to the blue line. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odyssey podcast. CC across the nurse. He'll shoot. Scores! Nurse let it go. It looked like it was redirected and the Oilers are up 3-2. It's one thing to, to say it's not going to go out there and do it, and we did tonight. Um, and I think uh, obviously we had some some huge saves, some big commitments to defense, uh, only giving up two, and uh, capitalizing on our our opportunities. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. What if I told you the Big Bad Bruins riding a 10-game win streak, playing at home in Boston, would be up two nothing against the Edmonton Oilers after the first period? What if I told you that neither Connor McDavid nor Leon Dreisaitl would have a point in the game against the Bruins? What if I told you that McDavid actually limped off the ice late in this game against Boston? About four minutes to go. He did return, but wasn't the same. You would say the Bruins extended their win streak to 
11 games, right? Except that's not how sports go. They don't always follow the pattern, and sometimes the stats and the numbers don't line up. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Jack Michaels with the call on Oilers Radio. You've got a, a goal from... Darnell Nurse with about five minutes remaining that breaks the tie and the Oilers are able to make it stand up and you hear what Nurse had to say. It's one thing to talk about it. It's another thing to go out there and do it. And so the Oilers, not only do they escape with the victory, but as it turns out, uh, the the Connor McDavid was more scary than it was serious, which is good news. Now we'll see if we get any updates moving forward, but it was a knee on knee collision with a teammate. So probably a bruise or maybe just some pain, some shock and pain that he had to work out. As for the Oilers, big deal for them, even though this is crazy. Here's your Oilers or NHL nerd alert. First time this year. So first time in 2023, first time since new year's Eve when Connor McDavid was scoreless and Leon Dreisaitl didn't play that neither one registered a point. Why are you so pissy, Leon? <laughs> and yet, for head coach Jay Woodcroft, a win is a win. A win is a win is a win without the big guns getting on the board. I use the word playoffs, right? Like it felt like a playoff game. In playoff games, sometimes there's a saw-off between the best players on both teams, and other people have to find ways to, to contribute. You know, I think if you look up and down our roster, we have numerous people that can uh, find the back of the net, and that's what you need um, as you come down the stretch here. We're going to have quite a few people at double-digit goals. Um, we think we're a deep team. Uh, we have a bunch of people in that room that care about each other, that know how to navigate through um, you know, some sticky circumstances, which we found ourselves down 2 nothing against the top team in the league after the first period. But we stuck with it, and as I said, we did it harder and longer, and we were rewarded with the two points tonight. I thought the Oilers were the better team. They were good. We weren't good enough. I thought they outplayed us, outworked us, and outcoached us. After the first period, we said we were lucky to be up 2 nothing. They were the better team. You know, we scored, and we got to get better. I thought we got better in a second. I thought we were, we were good in a second. Uh, passed up too many opportunities to push the lead, you know. We were a, uh, a very non-competitive team offensively tonight. Ooh, Jim Montgomery digging down deep on what went wrong for the Bruins after they posted that 2-0 lead uh, following the first period. Uh, so a couple of numbers, because we've been tracking the Bruins this season. They're on pace for some major history. This would have been an NHL record for the fastest ever to reach 50 wins, but the Oilers deny them that. So they're stuck at, haha, that was on purpose, by the way. They're stuck at 49 wins, nine losses, and five, would you call them shootout losses, I guess? The five shootout, yeah, okay. Overtime shootout, yeah. Overtime shootout losses, okay. So 49, 9, and 5, that's where the Bruins are right now. Another number, just to underscore how rare it is that McDavid doesn't get on the board. He leads the NHL with 54 goals, which is nine more than David Pasternak. He's second playing for the Bruins. Also a 70 assists, and you may have heard, I think it was uh, earlier this week, that he set a new career high for points. So he's uh, at 124 points, even without any on Thursday night. 
Dreisaitl, fifth in the league in goals and second in points. These two guys are the top two points getters. I that's there's just not really a they're the top two scorers. But then you think goals and not assists, so whatevs. You know what I'm talking about. No one has more points in the NHL. <laughs> I should have said it like that. Then McDavid and Dreisaitl, yet neither one has a point on Thursday, and they still beat the Bruins. This is what I love about sports. Sometimes it just doesn't make sense. Sometimes it's not about the superstars. And so this should be fun. I actually wouldn't mind seeing these two in a playoff series. I'd be okay with that. Though, I don't how, in the NBA, the NHL, we're getting to the point now where it's starting to become paramount. Guys are, guys, teams are fighting for playoff position. They're kind of elbowing others out of the way. In the East, obviously, no one is going to catch the Bruins. Well, I don't think anyone's going to catch the Bruins. I suppose they're still logistically within striking distance. Uh, Carolina right now second in the conference with 94 points to the 103 for the Bruins. Uh, It's much more of a crapshoot in the West, which is so fascinating to me because that lines up with the NBA. The NBA is so crowded in the West outside of the Denver Nuggets. Same thing in the NHL, where your top point getters are the Knights and the Kings at 84 points, the Stars at 83. That's So the East is top-heavy, like the AFC was this year. Well, actually, like the NFC was this year. And the West is just all clumped together. So you may think that the teams of the West will be more battle-tested. Uh, we'll see, because they're having to fight and scratch and claw for every little bit of real estate. So two very distinct personalities for the East and the West in both the NBA and the NHL. I think it's it's very similar in both sports, and we're now into the final few weeks before we hit the playoffs. Jay and I were actually looking up uh, what was the start of the NBA postseason with that play-in tournament? It's right on the heels of the Masters. So it's Final Four weekend, then the Masters, and then boom, right into the NBA play-in tournament with the full postseason, so the actual playoff series beginning on the 15th. I think it's Saturday, April 15th, which would normally be tax day because it's a Saturday. We get until the next Monday. I'm not waiting. I'm actually doing my taxes next weekend while I'm parked in front of the TV watching four days of college basketball. That's usually when I get my taxes done. So yeah, good stuff in the NHL. And there will be history for the Bruins, just not 50 wins last night in a weird and wacky set of circumstances. All right, straight ahead, some QB news. Geno Smith, Pete Carroll, John Schneider at the podium together celebrating Geno's relationship with the Seahawks and the success there. Is Matthew Stafford available via trade? We'll hear what the general manager has to say and why Vaughn Miller doesn't believe the collusion or conspiracy theories about Lamar Jackson. It's After Hours on CBS Sports Radio. We've got a poll up on Twitter. After Hours CBS or on Facebook. You know how to find us on Facebook. World Baseball Classic. Yes or no? That's all we're asking you. Yes or no? Trying to gauge interest for that event that is now underway around the globe. You are hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Listening to the After Hours Podcast. Hurry back to throw. And it is. Is it caught? Oh my goodness, it's caught. DeAndre Hopkins caught it. Dapper from under center. Steps back. Throws the fade. Cooper Cup's got it. Touchdown LA. Burrow back to throw. Looking. Firing deep got for it. Chase in the end zone. Oh, He's yeah. got it. Yes. Touchdown. Hey. Joe Burrow and the Bengals. Mahomes fires for the end zone. Caught. Touchdown. Kansas City. And off to Heckler again. No, Herbert keeps it. End zone touchdown. Chargers. Herbert with his second of the day. Here's the snap. Josh going to keep it himself and run it again inside the five. Into the end zone. Touchdown, Buffalo. Josh Allen, nine-yard touchdown run. The Bills respond and then some. It's time for QB News on After Hours. Even in the offseason, we're still obsessed with quarterbacks. If you missed my conversation with Sean King, former Super Bowl champion, NFL veteran, now an analyst with Visa Network out of Las Vegas. He joined us earlier. We're going to bring back part of that, Sean, because we had a really fascinating conversation about Lamar Jackson. We don't necessarily agree with what's happening around the league, and I enjoyed going back and forth with Sean. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. So there was a report out on Thursday that the Rams are, in fact, shopping some of their veterans, including Matthew Stafford. And then general manager Les Snead goes public and says, not so fast. Matthew Stafford belongs here with us. We're going to definitely rely on uh, Matthew. He's definitely one of our pillars. So uh, with that being said, I I think as we – as I said, step one of this thing is is getting under the cap. Unfortunately, to get under the cap, it usually means deletion, right, with uh, some of your better veteran players who are making higher salaries. And, and it can also mean maybe there's an unrestricted free agent or two or three or four that you can't necessarily re-sign to get under the cap. But there are some players that have been here that have done that uh, that have shown they can right change the math in a football game. Matthew Stafford being one of them. Unfortunately, last year, right, he went through a tough time with the injury. So the recency bias of last year's inconsistent for him, other than the fact that uh, there was injuries and there was a lot of injuries around him. But he's definitely someone we're going to rely on and we're going to have to rely on. It was a really abysmal season for the Rams. Not only did they have a ton of injuries like Cooper Cup, like Matthew Stafford, like others, um, but they played just bad. And maybe the the wheels came off. Certainly the shine came off. It's hard when you don't have picks to rebuild with youth, to rebuild with cheaper players. And so that's where they are right now. Depend on what you believe. There are certainly reports out there that Matthew Stafford is on the market, but Sneed calls him one of our pillars. Same division for this guy. Something's wrong with you. (laughs) Sean McVay's back. Same division. The NFC West. 
It is a love fest. Lots of appreciation, lots of affection among Geno Smith, Pete Carroll, John Schneider, the brain trust there uh, with the Seahawks. Geno gets a three-year deal for $75 million plus incentives that could be worth another 30 mil. Incredible journey, I believe. You know, think about the draft and, you know, I had to sit and wait. And then, you know, went to the Jets and things didn't work out. Had to bounce team to team and try to find my way. And then I found this place, you know, and it, it kind of changed me. You know, uh, Coach Carroll being so uplifting, so inspiring. He just uh, forced me to believe more in myself. And that, in tune, kind of brought us here today. And so uh, that entire journey, the 10 years that it took for me to just to get to this point, um, means a lot. You know, that's the most rewarding part is that I was able to go through that and then be able to say, hey, even with all that, I was still able to get better and still becoming a better player. And to get to this point is just, you know, incredibly fulfilling. It was a news conference on Thursday celebrating this newly inked deal, this longer-term relationship with the Seahawks. Remember, he spent seven years as a backup, but he said he had no doubt that eventually he'd be in a position where he would be a starter and have a rich new contract. I love the fact that they are all happy with this outcome. Gino, Pete Carroll, John Schneider, it's very rare that you have every major principle of a football team happy about the deal that's done. So he says he never questioned himself. And to hear Pete Carroll talk about uh, talk about his faith in Gino and also the fact that John Schneider calls him an inspiration, it's, it's amazing. I had no doubts. Honestly, I mean, I just kept working, man. Like, and I always tell my, I would always tell myself, hey, man, if I never got the opportunity, at least I worked for it. You know, at least I put everything I had and I, you know, I could leave this game with no regrets. He always knew. We just had to let it out. You know, that was what, what you did. You know, you always knew that you could do this. And that's why when it happened and the opportunity was there and you take over the reins of it, you handled it so, so flawlessly. And, and uh, we're, we're, we was grateful just to watch it happen, and it was, it was a blast. We need to win a couple more games. We yes, know sir. that. We yes, need to do a little bit better, but we, but we still did a lot, and you accomplished a tremendous amount. Gino, what he, what he did last year, I want to let you know, like what an, and I know you know this, but what an inspiration you've been to men, women, young, old, all around the country about faith, pers- you know, lessons about faith, perseverance, work ethic, um, being a good person, man. Uh, mm-hmm. Watching you last year was was awesome and I know you're super excited about the future and um, yeah just so thank you to you and uh, thank you for working with us I'm so happy for Gino isn't that the kind of validation that we all want from our bosses from the guys who sign our paychecks I certainly would love to be in that position uh, where it's not only an appreciation that you feel but it's public and and everybody knows it uh, I'm so happy for Gino and I'm I know this is a deal that doesn't stand up next to some of the highest paid quarterbacks in the league, but he's happy with it. And boy, did he reward the Seahawks for their faith in them last season. Sixth in the NFL in in QB rating, first in completion percentage, and also broke a bunch of team records set previously by Russell Wilson. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio, staying in the NFC West. How about that? Kelvin Beecham is on the offensive line, theoretically, in front of Kyler Murray for the Arizona Cardinals. He was a guest with Burns and Gambo on 98.7 Arizona Sports, and he was asked, what can Kyler do to be great in this league? Grow up. Be a man and grow up. Like, it's not, it's not complicated. You got to be a leader of men. 
period. And he's not right now. He's maturing. But he's not there yet. He's not there. It's not, it's not, there a, it's not a completed process. It's not, it's not a completed process. Be a leader of men. He's got all the tools, you think? He has all the tools, man. If some guy can throw off one leg, he can you know, throw it a mile, he can run faster than anybody else on the field. He just lacks the leadership. He's put together. I didn't say he lacks the leadership. I just think he needs to grow up a little bit. Um, and I think if he has the ability and the willingness to grow up, he's going to be just fine. He's got all the physical tools, doesn't yet have the mental toughness, that mental edge. He's got to grow up. And I appreciate that Calvin went on to explain what he meant by that because it sounds harsh when what you hear is your quarterback needs to grow up. And that was the headline. That was the clickbait. Grow up. (laughs) Grow up. Uh, Vaughn Miller used to be with the Rams in the NFC West. He was a Super Bowl champion there. Got hurt in his first year with the Bills. I can't wait to see him back on the field again. He's been watching what's happening in the AFC with the quarterback, specifically the Ravens and Lamar. The non-exclusive franchise tag, they couldn't come to an agreement after over a year of negotiating, but he's not buying into this idea of collusion, as he tells Pat McAfee. Lamar Jackson is a He's a different style of quarterback, you know, and I think it's easy for teams to say, oh, no, we're not going down that road. It's not saying that he's not, you know, talented and he's not going, he's not the MVP and he's not all of these things. But there are some teams that, you know, maybe they want to go in a traditional route with a, with a different style of quarterback. Very that's, fair. that's all cool. That's, that's all cool. You know, maybe some GMs like this type of quarterback, they fit this team, they fit this offensive scheme and, you know, some teams like this type of quarterback. So that's what I thought. That's what I think we saw happen. I agree with Vaughn. There's a lot of reasons why I don't think it's collusion in the NFL, but he's right. Lamar Jackson forces you to change your entire offense. Not every team or general manager appreciates the style of play, though he's certainly an incredible athlete and a former MVP There's got to be a home for him in the NFL. Micah Hyde was a guest on Good Morning Football. He wants you to know that Josh Allen is good. I think just the person. I think when he walks in the building every day, um, he gives everybody confidence that we're going to have a shot to go out each and every Sunday and win. And so uh, Josh is a special special person, man. He... uh, um, I share a story with people all the time that he was the first person at my daughter's one-year-old birthday party. <laughs> first person and one of the last to leave. And that's something that you don't you don't see all the time. Um, you know, just Josh Allen going out there, doing it with his arms, doing it with his legs, leadership um, each and every week. So I love Josh. Like I said, I'm a, I'm a little biased. Man, the Bills have got to break through at some point. They've got to. They keep running into the brick walls. Uh, the other teams in the AFC that are standing in their way. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. Drew Brees, Hall of Famer, Super Bowl champion in New Orleans. He likes Derek Carr signing with his former team. I've always been impressed with Derek Carr. I think he's been in a, in a pretty dysfunctional situation. I mean, look at all that's happened to the Raiders, both from a personnel perspective and just, you know, all the controversy and everything that's swirled around them for the last couple of years. You know, that, that's a very difficult situation to be in. I think he's caught the brunt of that unfairly in a lot of ways. I've always been impressed watching him play. He certainly has the ability to take an offense like what the Saints run and execute that well, you know, put a lot on his plate, you know, where, you know, in many cases you're going up to the line of scrimmage with multiple plays or the ability to check in and out of plays. I've seen him do that. Um, you know, John Gruden's offense, which is what he, you know, he came up in was the same offense that we run. It's this, the, that West coast style, but the ability to, hey, we're not going to run a bad play. You know, that was always the philosophy. We're going to get out of bad plays, get into good plays. You got to be a smart quarterback to do that. You have to recognize what's happening on the other side. I always felt like he did a good job of that. So I think it's a good fit.
Drew Brees still calling the Saints. We I like it on the Dan Patrick show, and he's pleased with the Derek Carr signing. One more. Now, this has to do with a team that still needs a quarterback in the AFC South. The Houston Texans have got the number two overall pick, but could they possibly be interested in Jimmy G? Here's their new offensive coordinator, Bobby Slowick. We have a process in everything we go through, and that's roster construction as far as free agency, as far as guys we already have here, as far as the draft, just everything together. We have a process we go through. Jimmy, obviously, is part of that process. He's going to be a, a free agent. Um, and you know, we grind through that as a coaching staff. Um, we grind through that in the personnel department. We have conversations. I have conversations with Nick. He has okay. conversations with okay. D'Amico. We got and it. Then, Lots of conversations. Uh, Nick and D'Amico kind of, you know, put their heads together and, and lay out a plan of what we want to do going forward, and, and we'll see where that takes us. D'Amico Ryan's the new head coach. In other words, we're not telling you a damn thing. That's really what you can take away from what he had to say. We're in the midst of our process. Uh, I would say that Jimmy G was probably the most popular answer when we asked you who's the next best option once the Aaron Rodgers domino falls, but maybe now it would be Matthew Stafford. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.